0: Greta, your first climate strike was a lonely event a little over a year ago, and in the intervening time you have sparked the interest of millions, literally, of children around the globe demanding action for climate change. What's your message to world leaders today? My message is that we'll be watching you.
1: Today I'm appealing for leadership from politicians, from business and scientists, and from the public everywhere. We have the tools to make our actions effective. What we we'll still lack, even after the Paris Agreement, is the leadership and the ambition to do green what industrial needed. revolution that in the next 10 years will create hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of jobs. I can today announce that the UK government has decided to become the world leader in low-cost clean power generation, cheaper than coal, cheaper than gas. And we believe that in 10 years' time. The Energy Research Accelerator, ERA, is embarking on an ambitious plan to further its world leading research into energy solutions. This plan will help level up the Midlands, create 7,000 green jobs, and generate a GVA of £1.5 billion. In this podcast, we investigate ERA's big ideas for a net zero future.
0: Hello, my name is Faye Mackinola. I'm the programme director for the Energy Research Accelerator. My role is to work with academic partners and manage the day-to-day running of the ERA programme. I'm here to talk about the cross-cutting themes that support our big ideas for a net zero future.
1: Aiming to reach, who are you trying to reach with this podcast?
0: Well, I think um, it it's got a broad kind of uh, area. Um, certainly, anyone interested in the energy sector, anyone that sort of lives in the region, uh, people that are interested in the sort of net zero agenda um, and how we're going to achieve that. So, uh, we're keen to to hear from them. Um, but also obviously um, specifically with the proposal, the proposal, uh, we hope it would give um, policymakers and decision makers uh, an, an overview of what we're proposing. Uh, for business, uh, people interest, business people interested in the energy area uh, potentially they could become a partner or if they've got innovation that they think is kind of linked to this area um, might be interest to them. Um, academics that might be interested in getting involved in the uh, program itself uh, and the research or or have ideas how to collaborate with what we're proposing Um, so a a real range of different people I think could be interested.
1: For people who who haven't heard of ERA can you just give a brief description of, of what it is how long it's been around?
0: Yeah, so ERA has been around for four years. It was started in 2016. Um, it was initiated by a grant of £60 million um, that came from Innovate UK, so one of the, the government's funding bodies for research and innovation. It's, it's been in operation for four years. During that time, we've developed 23 facilities across, across the region to support um, the development of research and innovation in the energy sector. And now we're just kind of coming to the end of that phase, that initial phase where we've set up these these large scale facilities. And so we're thinking about what what direction to go in in the future.
1: So who are the ERA partners?
0: ERA is made up of eight research intensive universities across from across the Midlands. Uh, So we have Aston University, the University of Birmingham, Cranfield University, Keele University, University of Leicester, Loughborough University. University of Nottingham and the University of Warwick. Plus we have the British Geological Survey. Um, And that's the grouping that started in 2000, well, that that has developed since 2016. And they're our kind of core partners now. For the proposal that we've developed, the big ideas, we've also brought in the Connected Places Catapult, the Energy Systems Catapult, and the Manufacturing Technology Centre.
1: You also mentioned industry partners and I think you have an industrial board as well. Can you can you talk through that?
0: So we've got an industrial advisory board which has been in operation for about the last year, year and a half, and um that is made up of kind of key industrial uh, representatives. So um we've got representatives from Cadent Gas, Centrica, WSP, EDF Energy, National Grid, the Electric Power Research Associate Institute in the USA, um, Rolls-Royce. The Renewable Energy Association, ITM Power, ONG, uh, the Energy Systems Catapult and Siemens PLC. Uh, But the bid was also supported um, by a wider set of organisations. So we had about 40 um, individual companies that um, that have supported the proposal.
1: So what's happening now we we're talking now in in November 2020 what's happening now with era
0: Following the first phase that we we're, we're coming to the end of we've undertaken a process effectively to try and think about what what to do next and we've come up with these six big ideas essentially which we think are really important issues to help the UK um, and and, and internationally think about how to become net zero in the energy space. So with our sort of industrial partners, we've developed these six kind of core technical challenges, which make up our big ideas programmes, that we also think help hit some of the kind of policy objectives that the government are interested in. Things like, so, so net zero, uh, but also helping with the leveling up, levelling up agenda, thinking about post-COVID and economic growth and how to make the region, particularly the Midlands, more resilient, how to make us sort of strong in terms of science and technology, and also thinking about air quality, particularly some of our kind of transport challenges. So we've developed the, these kind of six big ideas, but sort of around these ideas, we've also developed... A set, a set of six kind of cross-cutting themes which we think help support these challenges but also the sector as a whole and these are our cross-cutting themes.
1: First of all if we start off the first cross-cutting theme is the, the, the policy and economics. Can you just briefly talk me through that one?
0: Yeah so um, thinking particularly and I think our focus here is particularly at the regional scale um, so across the Midlands, um, thinking about how um, policymakers help make decisions or, or make their decisions effectively about where to invest um, a, 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 on energy infrastructure. And I think that what we would like to do is obviously support um, policy makers in this area, and people working in LEPs, um, the Local Enterprise Partnerships, Midlands Engine as an organisation obviously across this same piece. Um, And what we'd be looking to do there is is providing sort of technical support from across our academic base Um, across a whole range of things like technical solutions, uh, understanding of technical solutions, but also kind of economic understanding, behavioral change understanding, and sort of working with that kind of policy, policy group effectively, which we're doing now to a certain extent, but we effectively want to strengthen that activity So we've got that lined up as what something that we want to do and then the other area that we want to do under that banner is to carry on with some of the activity that we've been doing around sort of policy commissions Um, and these have been quite successful for us in the past where we've chosen a particular topic that's been difficult in the sector and gathered together key stakeholders and key experts in this area um, over a period of a few months and come back with um, a proposal or recommendations that we've managed then to present through to kind of senior um, government, government officials effectively. Um, and there's been a, a couple of examples of those that we've, we, that we've done really well in the past. And we've got ideas of ones that we'd like to do. So perhaps something in green finance, something maybe in the diversity area, um, and then perhaps something in sort of the regional powers um, for. A, a, required for the energy transition so so those those kind of topics.
1: So the next one sounds really obvious but um, can you explain to me accelerating business growth?
0: So obviously um, at the minute um, there's a lot of uh, pressure on on business and so we're quite keen to support um, particularly SMEs um, in the kind of post-COVID uh, uh era that let, let's say in the future in in the sort of coming months hopefully uh, so this is particularly about um bringing SMEs into the, the process um, uh, of sort of the energy developments and and giving them support as they develop their businesses they're working with them to help them commercialize their ideas um helping them develop business cases and and providing support through kind of the universe university systems and, and 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 opportunities effectively.
1: The next one is, is living labs. Can you just give a quick description of what a living lab is and then how you'd see it working as far as era is concerned?
0: So we see a range of different living labs and I'll just sort of run you through some 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 typical living labs that we've identified and been involved in. So at Keel University, uh, they're effectively using their campus as a living lab. At the minute, they're trialing putting hydrogen in it, into their kind of gas network in place of, of methane. So that's a potential low-carbon solution for the for the future. They're also um, trying to optimize their electricity network, uh, make it as low-carbon and cost-effective as possible. So effectively, by doing that activity, the, the whole of the university campus is acting as a living lab. We also have the living lab um, at Trent Basin, which is a development of about 500 homes where we've got a large battery system installed there and solar panels. And effectively that community um, that live there are testing the use of these new renewable technologies and trialing different variations of how the system works. So that's, that's another type of living lab, a sort of like a community one. We also have sort of energy parks. Um, so Tysley Energy Park in, in Birmingham is a really good example of this. And they've undergone this transition from being an industrial, uh, old industrial site effectively, and they're now developing effectively into a low-carbon energy centre of the future. And so they've got a load of different technologies there on, on the go there. So biomass is, is one of them, but also they've got um, hydrogen um, that they're going to start to use for um, buses uh, that are going to be going around Birmingham. A load of technologies there together. So that's, that's a kind of an, an energy centre effectively and then there's 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 a few other examples as well we've got um a good example is birmingham international airport who are really keen to continue with their net zero plans they are trying to get their their, their site to be net zero by 2033 so those those are the kind of demonstrators that we're talking about and what the, this particular cross-cutting theme is about is taking those ideas and thinking about how we can kind of support them all to do that but also how can we get that knowledge out to other sites. Um, and a really good example is the university one where we, we had an event recently and there's massive interest in sort of, you know, universities that go into the net zero um, and, and reducing their carbon emissions. And actually, how do, how do you exchange that information between that, that type of demonstrator and, and, and to support other demonstrators coming online? But that's 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 the case as well across all these different types of, of living labs, effectively.
1: So the fourth cross, cross-cutting theme is the energy system behavioural change. Can, can you describe what that one is?
0: So um, I think as I touched on earlier... Um, We've got a lot of sort of technical solutions that we've been thinking about, um, and this one really kind of, I guess, turns it on on its head and really would work across the other sort of across the big ideas effectively, because it's about um, understanding how humans feel and interact with some of these solutions so, so for example decarbonizing heat how do humans uh, interact with the different options that are there and how can we optimize some of these kind of technologies so that they're, they're as friendly as possible effectively for, for people. And I, I guess another another really good example is the kind of low carbon transport, micro mobility, that kind of underst- area, and understand in the behaviors and feelings effectively of people as these kind of ideas. Come through. So this group would be a specialist sort of group of effectively what we're thinking of doing here is setting up a a specialist group that could work with all the different big ideas and all all the sort of academics developing those areas to make sure that these things are thought about right from the start. Effectively,
1: the fifth one is about skills. Which skills? Which skills are you talking about here? Can you describe those?
0: Yeah. So in terms of skills, what we're talking about, we've got two particular areas. So. ERA already had a skills programme and the particular focus on the sort of PhD postdoc area. And what we're really keen to do here is to sort of make sure that we're working right across that pathway of skills for researchers. So thinking about from right from the sort of undergraduate level, um, doctoral training, postdocs, that kind of area. But we also want to think about um, skills for the energy sector as a whole. So the energy sector as a whole is obviously going through a massive transition. There's gonna be loads of new um, skills, well, loads, loads of people needed with the, the right skills. And if you think, I mean, if you think about decarbonisation of heat alone, that's a whole massive operation to, to, to undertake that kind of change that's needed. Also, if we're gonna put in a hydrogen economy across the region uh, or, or nationally, you know, that, that's another huge um, skill requirement. So this programme has got kind of two angles. It's got the researcher skills, but also the sector skills and understanding what is needed in the sector. Um, and I guess sort of helping point to what what skills might be needed in the future. It's not about us doing those skills ourselves and providing all that training but it's about us sort of helping identify what skills will be needed
1: the sixth one is equality diversity and inclusivity and i think that's a really interesting one to be included in this list of cross-cutting themes can you explain uh, why that one's there
0: well I, I personally i think this one's really important um so um the energy sector um i think it, probably surprise no one on this uh who's listening to this to hear to hear it's it's not that diverse a, se- a sector um and also the sort of academic area is isn't either um and so this this is in there essentially to try and um support the development of a more equal equal diverse and inclusive energy sector um and i think that'll be both within the university environment but also Within the, the the sector as a whole um, and we've been having discussions about this one and what 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 things we can do in that in, in this one uh, to, to support um, the sector becoming more diverse and I think it's a particularly good time when you're going through such a massive transition it's a really good opportunity to to bring when you're probably going to bring in lots of new people, into um, an area it's a really good opportunity to make sure that you do that in an equal diverse and inclusive way.
1: And what should someone do if they want to find out more?
0: Yeah so um, definitely uh, recommend people have a look at our website which is www.era.ac.uk um, and you can get a full copy of our proposal on that website. I'd also suggest um, policymakers, businesses, academics that are in the, our partner universities that perhaps we haven't spoken to yet that are interested in the programme, feel free to get in touch with us. There's contact details on the website and we're, we're very happy to follow up with, with you.